Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of you Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, across just across the room, the office now, uh, is Nate. Nathaniel Paul Thurston, the one who knows just about everything there is to know, but not everything, especially not about elections, because no one knows nothing. And my favorite picture so far is the one with... Red and blue crayon all over. Oh, yeah. that. Here's what we know. So Here's far. what we know so far. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I was able to do the intro. That's because Nate and I are in the same location this time and uh, we're recording at the studio. So it feels good to, uh, you know, be in the same room again. Mm-hmm. I feel like Nate's spinal back is getting better. Uh, my I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My uh, work schedules um, maybe slowing down a bit. As Isn't far as the calls are going. Only about 60 hours a week now? Well, it's still like 70, but I'm saying I don't have calls from, you know, 7 a.m. to 4 yeah, p.m. Yeah. So, hey, things are working out. Well, if this is your first time listening, make sure you smash that there subscribe button or follow button, whatever app you're using. We'll throw out a brand new episode to your device every single day of the week when we want to. Talking life, liberty, and the pursuit of the election 2020. That's what we'll be talking about so far. We're not going to bore you with all the strategery that goes behind who wins what states and gets whatever today. Um, We had that map up yesterday. We went through the map. Mm -hmm. We speculated wildly. So if you want to go back and listen to that, you can. Uh, Today, it's those same four states. We still just uh, don't know what's going to happen. Georgia's moved down to Trump's only up 12,000 votes. Nevada, Biden is up 11,000. North Carolina, Trump's up 76,000. Pennsylvania, Trump is up 108,000 so far. And he's gaining in Arizona. From what I just heard earlier, they're still talking about whether or not he's going to flip Arizona back over red, man. Yeah. And if your life hangs in the balance of this presidential election, well, yeah, you got some thinking to do. So you do. Uh, Maurice said, I asked, uh, I asked Nate if he was going to come to my child's birthday party during the pre-show and Maurice said he was in. So thanks, Maurice. Maurice is in. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Are you going to cover for me, Maurice? (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) You'll be a stand in. Yeah. Can you come in with a crooked back? Come in with your back hurting real bad and uh, you should be able to (laughs) not do anything like what I would be doing at the birthday party because Charlie, regardless of my PTSD, is having the birthday party at ground zero for for spinal 2020 which is what i've had to go through i didn't know that that was the place the very place i'm going to walk in there and start having heart palpitations all kinds of stuff mm. going to be going on see those trampolines those kids jumping all over the place my back man i'll tell you what it just can't handle it well fly to oregon get some xanax <laughs> legally or you'll pay a hundred dollar fine for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then come back and then come to go to sky zone that is one thing to talk about oregon I don't know how we said it, but they did not technically legalize all of those drugs. You still get a fine. They decriminalize. Yeah. I talked about that. Kind of. As long as giving someone a fine for having something counts as being decriminalized, then... They lowered the criminal sentence, let's say. Yeah. That's what they did. Yeah. They lowered it to a toll. Yeah. (laughs) That's what they did. It's like, we're going to fine you, but we're not going to put you in jail. What happens when you don't pay the bill? (laughs) Then they'll hold you in contempt of court. <laughs> yeah. And contempts of court, as far as we know, puts you in jail. But it is still, I think it's a good step 
It's going to decrease the interactions between people and police. And uh, maybe will decrease some of the animosity between the people who are uh, high on meth and police at those times, which could lead to less violence between those two mm -hmm. groups of people. We'll see. Still the fact that they're trying to collect money off of it. I still think they're going to have a, a quiet, just as much incentive to go out and try the right tickets for trying to collect the money off of it than what they did before. It's possible. I still think it's the step in the right direction. It is. You know? It is. Yeah. I mean, you know, Joe Biden and I believe that drugs in the hands of the them to the 11. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's the right direction, because that's what we believe, him and I. Yeah. yeah. So I, I agree. I agree. Well, if, if you can't handle what's going to go on with this election, then maybe you can consider getting away from this god-awful mess that we're in right now. Legally, legally not paying taxes, legally getting away from the regulation, all of those good things. Who cares? Do you think Mikhail Thorpe is sitting there and like, oh, man, I really hope Trump wins the election. I really hope it's not Biden or man. I really hope Biden wins the election. No, he doesn't care. You know why? Because he's an expat. All right. What's so, that? An expat is when you expatriate yourself from your country of origin. And maybe that sounds like not very patriotic. <laughs> Guess what? It's not. But at least you don't have to contribute to all those bombs going to visit uh, little kids houses and stuff in other countries. And you don't have to pay towards all the stuff that you don't like. So I would recommend going and checking out the Expat Money Show. Go back and listen to our episode with Mikhail Thorpe. I can't remember the number, maybe 320, something like that. Uh, go back and check out the episode with Mikhail Thorpe. Uh, what, they got a Facebook page? A Facebook blog, group. They got yeah. forums. Podcast. Podcasts, all kinds mm -hmm. of things. Every single Friday, I think, is a new show. Yeah. So the Expat Money Show. Go to expatmoneyshow.com. And uh, it's the true libertarian lifestyle. Because here's the deal, guys. It, YOLO. You only live once. That's actually true. You get one life. As far as we know. That we know of. Mm -hmm. So far, science hasn't proved otherwise. You get one life, and what are you going to do with that life? Are, are you going to sit here in, in, your, in your state arguing over elections and figuring out how much taxes you're going to pay? Or are you going to figure out a way around that? And that's the expat lifestyle. So expatmoneyshow.com, E-X-P-A-T, moneyshow.com. Dot com. We're Go watching it out. Watching the screen right here. Georgia has said they're down the 47,000 ballots remaining to count. Trump is up by 12,000 ballots in the state. It's going to be insane if Georgia flips over to Biden all of a sudden. Uh, I mean, it, whatever. It's it is. It's, it's what it is. It's going to be okay. going to be interesting. What counties is, uh, is that? They're all blue counties, I bet. Uh, yeah, I'm not real sure what they're still Look, waiting I'm on. Look, I'm not part of any conspiracy theory. Of course, there's always going to be some mistakes. We're all human. But it is interesting how it's it's mostly blue counties that are still counting. Mm -hmm. And if, I'm just saying, if you were going to actually cheat the system, mm -hmm. this is a good way to do it. It would be. And you know, I'm fine with... You wait to see the results, and you're like, okay, how many do we need? Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, I think we can come up with this. I'm, now, I'm not saying that's what ha that's what's happening. I'm not saying that. Um, this is pure speculation. Okay, I'm a speculator, and I can say whatever I want. <clears throat> I'm just saying, if I were to be a cheater, it would look like this. It would look something <laughs> like this. Yeah, yeah. If it were me, yeah. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Now, I'm not the sharpest <laughs> saw in the in the woods. Okay. Clearly, everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying if it were me and I wanted to make it look something 
I would make it look something like this is what I would do. I'm just, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, what's going on in Arizona right now is also interesting. I don't know where I come down on this. Listen, I want to know who won the election, like who actually won the election. I'm fine with illegal challenges. I'm fine with recounting all that stuff. Recount all of them. I don't care. Get the vote right. I'm fine with removing the office. That's yeah. If you guys <laughs> true. You guys want to burn the White House down? No. Let's go. No, I don't want to no, do I that. No, I don't want to do yeah. that at all, Mr. Secret Service. Exactly. Not one no. bit. That is a joke. And it's gonna be um taken out. No, it won't. Screw that stuff. You guys come and come and find us. <laughs> I can say you what can, I want. We can interview you on the podcast. It was a joke, okay? No, but I, I want to know if there was anything, but wanting to know for sure is different from saying, you know, for sure stuff went on. Yeah. And we don't know for sure that stuff went on. There's that goes for all conspiracy theories, whatever it is that you want to find. I didn't look up any of the stuff uh, from I don't I don't have any of the communications from Pearl Harbor. I didn't examine the dust from the World Trade Centers. I don't know any of that stuff. Other people made videos and talked about it, okay? I don't know. And so my answer is always, it's possible, but I don't know. Exactly. That's it. But as Wes said here, he said, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah. As as, <laughs> as my grandmammy said back in circa 1848. Yeah. Actually, I think that was an old Tom Brady quote. That's for sure. <laughs> so Arizona voters are suing Maricopa County over Sharpie use at polling sites as officials say votes will count. This is from Fox News. I think this is slightly ridiculous, but I do want to talk uh, about what what could be done here. <clears throat> Several voters in Maricopa County, the largest in Arizona, brought a lawsuit Wednesday against Democratic counter recorder Adrian Fontes, the County Board of Supervisors and others, claiming that the use of Sharpie permanent markers at some polling sites left ballots too damaged to be counted. After an investigation was opened up into the matter, Republican Attorney General Mark Brinovich in Arizona County election officials have sought to reassure voters who may have used such a marker. Now, Are here's these all Trump votes i'm guessing i don't we don't really know here's the gist of the story there was a thing coming out saying that if you marked it with a sharpie that it would not be able to be counted uh and then they did a live stream video saying that that was false information that they could be counted um and then now there's other people out there saying throw out all the ballots that have sharpies on them and i don't think that's a good option either just maybe hand count them i don't know work more than three hours a day mr vote counting people and count the votes that have Sharpies. There's no reason to say, oh, you didn't use a number two pencil on this. Therefore, mm. it's thrown out. That's that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but maybe just count the votes and make sure they were counted. This ain't an ACT test. Okay? No. We're no. not taking our LSATs. This is not a standardized test from our public schooling system. I do think that we could still count these votes in some kind of way. I mean... If you run it through there and the system, the sensors don't read it for some reason, or they were saying the Sharpies uh, could rub off on stuff or they could bleed through, uh, they could even uh, rub off onto some of the the sensors and stuff inside the machine. Who's still filling out bubbles in 2020? I by don't the know. Way? Like, why don't we just but fix that? I don't understand yeah. that part. Yeah. Like when I read about this and then when I saw a video on it, I was like, who's coloring in bubbles? Mm -hmm. I thought we stopped coloring a long time ago. I didn't understand that. It's very interesting. Is this mail-in? Are these mail-in bubbles? I'm not sure what I, they are. I, no, I, I think they were in person. At polling they place. were in person, yeah. I yeah. Since when? I I don't know. I mean, I've been voting now for, 
what what is it? A little over 10 years. Yeah. 14, 14 years I've been eligible to vote. And, um, I, I have never used bubble fillers. Have you? Um, no, maybe Tennessee's just, you know, actually I did when I voted up in Southern Illinois, I did use something to fill in a bubble. Yeah. Wow. I did. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Magoo wants to know if anyone knows the status of the red stapler. Uh, it's still, still gone. That's a swing line. If you guys do find it, uh, it is not yours to count. It, it it's, it's not yours. Okay. And it'll set the building on fire. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so um, keep going. Well, uh, okay. Today's today's episode is tentatively called "A Nation with No Principles." Oh, that doesn't mean people who run schools. That means people who hold to uh, specific ideologies and vote according to the principles. We don't really have that, really whatsoever. We saw a really big emotional representation of how people feel about on both things sides. on both sides, for sure. Both sides and this is what leads to this chaos in my opinion just mass chaos all over the place because everyone's ruled by their emotions no one's ruled by any type of unifying principle on anything and you can see that represented clearly by some of the votes that went through in the states on the state ballots for instance one thing we didn't talk about yesterday was that florida voted 61 percent in favor of raising the minimum wage to 15 dollars. now florida pretty easily went for trump in the election but then the state, those same ballots right there that were counted, 61% of those people thought that the government of Florida should force businesses to pay people at least $15 an hour. But 52, 54%, whatever it was, also thought that Trump should be the president and not Biden. Now, where does that start to line up? <laughs> it, anywhere. On a scale of one to sense, it doesn't. <clears throat> where are you like... Yeah, I think the government should force people to raise the minimum wage for sure. Also, I think Trump should be the president because we don't need socialism. Those <laughs> colors don't hunt, man. <laughs> we don't need the government running stuff. I'm voting for Trump. Wait, I want the minimum wage to be forced to be raised. Wait, I can't figure out. Let's someone hold my Sharpie for me. I can't do it. <laughs> it's crazy. That doesn't really make any sense. Now, I'm wondering if it's possible, and I really have no idea, but I, I think... Uh, Trump did have a pretty big sway in Florida, from what I understand, with the Cuban and the Venezuela vote. Uh, those folks who are um, who are Latino from those places and uh, Hispanic from those places who obviously do not want socialism because they've seen how it's destroyed their countries. Um, but at the same time, maybe they want the fifteen dollar. I asked Nate before the show. I was like, "Well, what if it was like a referendum for like a two hundred dollar an hour, you know, minimum wage?" You think almost everybody would vote for that, even if that wasn't part of your principles? I mean, you, you could probably convince a lot more people I to think, vote for something like that. I think it would depend who you get out there to vote and uh, what what election cycle you put it in. But, no, no one's going to have a job. Yeah, everyone will just be unemployed. But, yeah. Because <laughs> everyone, everyone thinks like, oh, my job will still be here. They're, they're going to force my boss to pay this much money. <clears throat> yeah. It's like, well, no, they, they don't have to keep you employed. So what, what are you voting for? It's uh, to feel good is really what they're doing. And that's, that's really the problem here. People are just voting based on what makes them feel like they did something good. 
And it is, it's so interesting to me. A lot of those people went either, uh, they were in favor of the minimum wage going up and they were secret Trump lovers or Biden haters, or a lot of people who want to be out there talking about MAGA and Trump were like, yeah, I would like my minimum wage to be up to $15 an hour. And that's probably what, what really happened. And it means that you really have no idea why you like Trump, why you don't like Biden. You don't know anything about the actual uh, economics, the economic policies between the people. Now, Trump's not some kind of libertarian free market economist no. or anything out there. But he's definitely said they weren't going to raise the minimum wage. No, he's strong arming drug prices. <laughs> yeah. I mean, by he's, the way. he's all over. He doesn't have any principles. No. At all. He's, no. It's whatever he happens to think about this certain thing right now. Yeah. And so uh, I guess and he like self-proclaimed or he, he like wrote an executive order to extend the the unemployment benefits and things like that, like the extra money, even though it's not as you can't do he that. can't actually do it. Yeah. yeah. I don't ever know where that finished out. Did people actually get the extra money? I don't know. I'm not sure if they did or not. I think everyone just stopped caring about yeah. that stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll finish this uh, from Fee. Uh, they were writing about this. In quotes, the most obvious solutions include reducing the number of employees. This is what happens if you raise the minimum wage above a price that businesses cannot afford to pay or that is uh, more than what the employee themselves are worth. Uh, the most obvious solutions include reducing the number of employees, reducing the number of hours remaining employees work and seeking labor alternatives like automation. And we've seen that all over the place. And they say that. So there's good reason to think these warnings will come true. A study from economists at Miami University and Trinity University concluded that the minimum wage hike would lead to 158,000 fewer jobs in Florida. This echoes national research by both the nonpartisan CBO and the Employment Policies Institute, which found a federal $15 minimum wage would kill millions of jobs nationwide. Voters no doubt had good intentions when they went into the ballot box and backed a $15 minimum wage, but those good intentions will provide little solace for the Floridians who find themselves unemployed in the coming years as a result. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's pretty good. It's, um, it's just, it's, it's so interesting. People's the, thought process. So you can go through some of these, some of these other things here where there's no, so remember this is, this is a nation with no principles. We yeah. do not know what these candidates, well, we do, and you guys know that are listening. But the general populace, they don't care. It's all emotions. Do I hate Trump or do I like Trump? Yeah. Which one is it? Do I hate Biden or do I like Biden? That's it. And uh, Maurice says here, this is why I don't think everyone should be able to vote. And, uh, you know, it's a valid point. Um, maybe we should go back to landowners. I don't know. <laughs> it's a... Uh, if you judged by what the federal government controls, uh, then only people who are doctors or financial analysts or economists of some type uh, or people who work in construction or own their own businesses or any of those things that the government controls all the time, only those people, actually someone who is proficient in all of those things, would should be able to vote for for any type of government office i go back and forth on that because i understand that but at the same time i think if someone's going to mm. represent you the, the the actual problem is is not voting for the politicians the actual problem is they have the power to control those types mm -hmm. of things to begin with yeah that's the actual problem yeah so if if if, it, if the government was not didn't have the power that it does it wouldn't matter who votes your kids could vote yeah like, no one would care that much you'd probably see way less turnout that we wouldn't have this 24 seven news cycle of being stuck on the same exact <clears throat> electoral votes we do now, it, you know, that it wouldn't, 
those types of things would not matter because the government wouldn't have the purview over those types of things. The market would decide. And we wouldn't care who wins this election or no. not, or who no. was doing it because we shifted from a, a place where we're supposed to send representatives that go to make sure the government uh, does not trample on our rights. And they also make sure that they can protect us from other people taking away rights that we were born with. And, and that's it. And instead, they've become people who control the healthcare system. They control the entire economy, which affects the entire world economy. If you'll think for one second, why someone uh, that has never owned a business, never done anything in the stock market, never done anything in economics whatsoever, can then go into a position of power where they can make decisions that can change the entire world economy when they make those decisions? It's insane. It's mm -hmm. completely insane. Yeah. And there's no way that they know about farming and about building codes and how the best do that and what the best thing for the healthcare system is. It's insane. It is. When you think about it. Yeah. And we deal with healthcare all the time. It's one of the most painful things that you go through that actually affects people's lives. I mean, it's gotten so expensive and, you know, even things that I deal with on a daily basis, not only in the business, but, but other things. It is so cumbersome and so infuriating. It's so infuriating that the government gets to control these types of things where you're left with bad decision A or bad decision B. And it's like, which one are you going to take? You know, how do you weigh out those options? You don't get a good decision because it doesn't exist because the government prevents it from happening. So it, it's, it's all infuriating. So the, the thing about it is, is that, as I mentioned, the government shouldn't have a purview over health care. We shouldn't have all these departments. We shouldn't have these types of things that put people in these positions. And so, you know, not everyone should be able to vote because it shouldn't matter. That's what I say. Uh, yesterday we mentioned Oregon voted to legalize drugs, but overwhelmingly support Biden and Harris. Now we, we let you know that legalized drugs means they, they basically, they decriminalize them to an extent. So for your harder drugs like heroines and cocaineas, they reduce the criminal penalty yes. for them. So instead of going to jail and being behind bars, you're going to get about a hundred dollar ticket. So, and the, uh, the irony in that was that then they also supported the Biden Harris ticket. Yes. Who they supported the 1994 crime bill. Yeah. And then they supported, uh, which was tough on crack cocaine and other kind of cocaine. <clears throat> and then also uh, Harris who put so many people in jail and refused evidence that would free people. So, uh, by the way, if it were up to Biden, Hunter, uh, would still be in prison right now. I mean, not up to Biden, but up to the laws that he supported yeah. or helped write. Yeah, for sure. I think that's part of the hypocrisy part that bothers people. Cause I think he's, be. he's on strike 187. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So that's past three. Yeah. It was <laughs> not the 188 strike rule. No, no, no. I wonder how he got away with it. <laughs> hmm, I don't know. <laughs> Um, Illinois said no to the fair tax. So they, there was a, we, we covered this uh, last week, I believe Nate, you did a, a great video on the website and the, and the Facebook. So if you want to go check out the video, do that. Also I think it swayed the, the election, honestly, about 60,000 people in Illinois saw the video and, and uh, they voted. No, I think that's what swayed the election yeah, right there. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, so they voted no to that progressive tax, but then they supported Biden and Harris. So, so they want their taxes to go up, yeah, but just not in the state. Not the state. They want the whole country to have to do a progressive tax, but not them. So, right. 
So like when they saw something that could immediately affect them negatively, they were not for those progressive regressive measures like the the regressive tax. Yeah. But on a on a national level, yeah, sure. Raise taxes on the rich. I love it. Just but just not us. Overwhelming no on a progressive tax in Illinois. Just so just doesn't make <laughs> Doesn't make no sense. All right, one more here, but I'll let you go. California said no to several progressive ballot measures, but overwhelmingly supported Biden and Harris. The first one, California Proposition 15, change commercial property tax. This failed 52 to 48, so it was close. But taxes properties based on a current market value rather than purchase price and increases property taxes on commercial properties for funding to local governments and schools. And California said, nah, yeah, there's something tricky that people play when they tax. Now, here's an issue. Taxing properties based on current market value in in a philosophical sense, in a logical sense, I would say that makes sense. Current actual market value, if you were going to tax things based on what their value was. Yeah. The problem is the government property assessors decide Determine what the market yeah. value is. For instance, my dad bought a building for about $30,000. And then a couple of years later, the property assessor is saying it's worth like $110,000. He's like, show me the person that wants to buy this from me for that much money. Right. It's not worth that much. So he's saying, uh, do it. Now they're trying to do it based on the current market value because that's what they had tried to list of that and sell. He's like, I didn't pay that much for it because that was not the value of it. The value is what I paid for it. I was the only person that, willing. Yeah. So that's the value of the building. Not what you guys have arbitrarily determined is the market value for the building. So there's a there's good and bad there where you're like, yeah, it should be market value. But when the government gets to determine what the market value is for it, then that's going to be an issue. Yeah. So I don't there's not a great answer there. But then also uh, increases property taxes on commercial properties for funding the local governments and schools. Well, imagine, you know, like different apartment complexes and stuff. Uh, their residential areas, but if they're owned by a corporation, well, it's just everybody's rent is going to go up. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're not going to pay the taxes, folks. But they it's, voted overwhelmingly for Biden-Harris. Yeah. It's it's interesting. <laughs> so interesting. All right, keep going. Uh, they've also got the diversity thing we talked about. The local the rent control failed easily. Uh, the app-based drivers, Uber and Lyft drivers as contractors, they went for them being contractors as well, but voted overwhelmingly for Biden and Harris to be the president. So this is, once again, this is a nation with no principles whatsoever. Why would you vote for Biden and Harris if you also think that Uber and Lyft drivers are independent contractors? You don't want rent control. Uh, you don't want the diversity thing they're trying to push through. You don't want to change how they do commercial property. Uh, you don't want any of that stuff. Illinois, you don't want a progressive tax, but you decide that Biden and Harris are the people that you want to be the president and vice president. No principles at all. It's it 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 don't make no sense, man. No, it don't. I it don't, just don't, ma'am. This that's this show is turning into a show that don't make no sense. <laughs> that's what it is. Uh someone sent us this amendment seventy six in Colorado. Such a small tweak in the the wording of their constitution. It was already illegal for people who weren't citizens to vote in Colorado, like it is pretty much everywhere. Uh, but what they did, they felt like the 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 words were a little too relaxed. It said every citizen may vote in the elections, 
And if you determine what a citizen was, that would still mean that only citizens would be able to, but they changed the constitution to say only citizens may vote in the election. So likely, so they would do better fighting it in court at a later date because they said they don't have any, uh, they don't have any evidence that non-citizens have been voting, but they voted overwhelmingly for uh, only citizens to be able to vote in their elections. But then you look at people like Biden and Harris and especially people like Kamala Harris and then you get down to uh, people that are in the squad, your your AOCs and Presleys and all that kind of stuff. They don't care if anyone's a citizen of the U.S. whatsoever. That socialist ideology does not care whether or not someone's a citizen for voting. And we're not going to get into libertarian conversation about whether or not people should have citizenship or not. I'm just talking, these people have no principles. They don't, right. they don't know what they're following at all. You're just pointing out the fallacies. Yeah, it's crazy. Um. Yeah, it it just doesn't, none of it makes sense, honestly. And I'm with Jeff. It's all about Trump hate. Mm -hmm. I think the overwhelming majority of people who vote, I saw this comedian earlier, it was so funny. He was was comparing Joe Biden to a car. (laughs) And he said, and it wasn't the car that we chose. It was the car that the dealership forced us to drive. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the only rental available. Right. That's it. (laughs) That's it. The only rental available. (laughs) And uh, because he's like, I'm voting for Joe Biden. I don't want to vote for Joe (laughs) Biden. But compared to the other one, and I think that's what it is, honestly. And and again, you know, Biden is someone that I I said this yesterday who, yeah, has some definitely progressive ideologies. And I think it's going to be worse for the country as far as taxation and that, that thing is concerned. But Biden, his whole career has just been kind of a pushover, middle of the road kind of guy. And I think people largely think that they prefer someone like that than they do someone who tweets nasty things all the time. Um, and I think that that's it, it's largely for the hatred of Trump, not because they actually want Biden and Harris. I agree. It's, it's just that they don't think there's anyone else that could beat him. So that's why he was nominated. And that's why they're there. It looks like he's going to win. Potentially. I, who knows? <laughs> who knows what's going to... We may not have a president for a while. Oh, man. doesn't I sound hope. terrible yeah. to me. Doesn't oh, sound good. terrible to me. Um, um, you want to go through the, the rest of those there? You want to do the Massachusetts uh, right to repair your own car? Yeah, yeah. Let's go from this. This yeah. is coming from Reason Magazine. Uh, Massachusetts voters affirm the right to repair your own car. So the most expensive ballot initiative campaign in Massachusetts history ended with a resounding victory for property rights as voters approved the so-called right-to-repair ballot initiative, with more than 96% of precincts reporting by Wednesday afternoon, nearly 75% of voters had approved Massachusetts Question 1. The initiative's passage means that car manufacturers will be required to provide vehicle diagnostic data to consumers and independent mechanic shops. Voters in the state approved a similar right to repair ballot measure in 2012, but this year's election closes a loophole that auto manufacturers have been using to skirt the requirements established by that earlier vote. The state's existing law, which became the basis for the new national standards implemented by the auto industry in 2014, required that vehicle diagnostic data was made available via an open platform. In short, that means if you own a Toyota, you don't have to go to a Toyota affiliated repair shop to find out why your check engine light is on. Any repair shop can plug a device into any car and read the data. Uh, so, oh crap. So, where were where are you at on this? Where were you at before we talked about it earlier? Just naturally, and well, yeah, naturally, it sounds like oh well, it's my car. Yeah, shouldn't I be able to take it wherever I want? Yeah, actually, I disagree with the outcome on this, and I think a lot of people would 
would strongly disagree with with me saying that for sure. Um, I I don't. So the whole the whole idea here is you get a new car and you got to take it to a dealership for certified by that car manufacturer to get it worked on, and that's annoying to everyone. This was also famous with I believe John Deere was do was doing it, and um, I know Case kind of does the same thing. A lot of a lot of a lot of manufacturers do this. Um, well, and a lot of manufacturers do this with all kinds of things, by the mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. You know, toys and things like that. Furniture have to have certain screws and only fit in certain places. You can't just go to, you know, one size fit all screws. If you get your phone worked on somewhere else, sometimes it could void the void the warranty on it yeah. from from Apple. Um, I don't really disagree with that if you are still paying on the car, because you, as with the houses, we talked about all kinds of stuff. If if you're paying the bank for it right now, then you didn't buy a car. You don't own it. You don't own the car. You don't have the title. The bank, the yeah, the bank bought the car and you're trying to buy it from the bank right now. That's all that's happening. Over time. And the issue here is what, and I don't know if this is the argument they put forward. I haven't seen a lot of stuff on this. Uh, if you take it to someone who's not certified to work on this newfangled computerized contraption right here and they mess something up, well, then what happens to the bank's asset that they purchased that you have not purchased? You've paid them a, a couple, 300 bucks a month for, for a year or something like that, but you didn't buy a car. So what happens to their asset? Because they've got collateral on this loan. The thing that they can do is if you don't pay them for it, they can take the car and then they have to sell the car. And so if you take it somewhere and it, and it devalues the car because someone messed it up and they didn't know what they were doing, well, then you've devalued their asset, their collateral on that loan. And so I don't think it's as simple as everyone would want to make it. I think if you've paid off the car, if you have the title or you bought it in cash. Yeah. Yeah. If you have the title to this thing and it's actually yours, it's not paid for by someone else and you're trying to buy it from them, then yeah, you should absolutely be able to have it worked on anywhere possible that you want. But if you don't have the title and this would be real confusing to do, then I don't think you have a whole lot of, a whole lot of argument for where the bank's vehicle should be taken, especially if you end up devaluing it or the person who works on it devalues it. And then when you don't pay it and they try to seize the vehicle from you to pay back the the car, you've devalued it in some kind of way. So I kind of I disagree with this outcome if it is just, even if you buy a new car today, then they've got to share the data and you got to go to your 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 podunk mechanic over here and they should be able to work on it. Then I think that could void a lot of warranties. I think it could cause a lot of issues with the value of the car, potentially. Now, once you pay it off, how do you get them to open up the data? So I don't know. That could take it to anyone. So I was saying it's confusing. You have to go that. by the dealership and be like, hey, can you flip mm -hmm. the switch? Yeah, I don't know how that works. You know, I, I mean, I guess there's probably a number associated with your car, the VIN number. Uh, if there was a system associated with that where it would <laughs> unlock your VIN number. But I don't know. It's just, it's not not yours you didn't buy it if you took money to the thing and you bought it then okay it's yours and let's have that conversation but if you didn't then it's not like you have a personal property right here it's not yours yet yeah. well one of the arguments that opponents uh were making were was that opening up the data could lead to some hacking and some cyber security vulnerabilities um and that's an argument about being careful with technological development not an excuse for depriving consumers of access to the data produced by the vehicles that they own but that's the thing the vehicles that they own they you don't actually own the vehicle yet 
So that's a very good point, and I I don't disagree with that. Now that you explain it, um, at, at my first initial thought was like, oh, good for them. Like you should be able to to work on your own car. Um, and what's the thing? Can you work on your own car if you don't own it? If you don't, uh, mm. well, is it your own car if you don't own it? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> can you work on the car in your possession? Yeah, I don't that you know. Don't, I mean, I assume it's going to void some warranties if you if they see that you've. Do we need to go back to to <laughs> non self service gas stations to make sure people don't put gas in their car wrong? Oh <laughs> yeah. well, my only you got point people on this: filling up their unleaded cars with diesel and then they don't even own the car. That would probably end up costing you some money if you filled up your car with diesel or something like that. What like is guy, going on today? That's a, a guy, chainsaw. There's a guy running the chainsaw outside the window here. Lord have mercies. Good Lord. Mm. Okay, so we got a couple more things here to talk about. Uh, Charles, I thought you'd be interested in this Bitcoin thing that happened. Oh, I'm, <laughs> From I'm just now reading here. this. This is what? Yeah, well, I mean, there is a reason for it, but it's a very interesting conversation. Okay. There's. Let's see if this guy gets done cutting wood. Anytime soon. And the dogs are going crazy. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Can you guys hear that? I'm sure they, I'm sure they can. The dogs are barking. Guys running the chainsaw. Elections going on. Let's just go. It's fine. You guys can deal with it. Why is he running the chainsaw right there? Did I invite this guy over? <laughs> we gotta cut down your bushes. They're not up to code. They can't hear it. Okay, good. Let's go. All right. That that noise gate's working. It is. Yeah. Uh, you go ahead on the Bitcoin thing. All right. So the Justice Department <laughs> just seized a record one billion dollars in Bitcoin. This is coming from Market Watch. Initially, speculation had it that one billion dollars worth of Bitcoin might have just been stolen by hackers. It turns out the U.S. government was behind it all along. The Justice Department this week reportedly seized that unprecedented sum, which sat dormant for years in a wallet linked to Silk Road, the online black market that was shut down in 2013. Jesus. Billion dollars. That guy accepted Bitcoin probably a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And now it's worth a billion dollars. Yep. Silk Road was the most notorious online criminal marketplace of its day, U.S. Attorney David Anderson said in the civil complaint Thursday. The successful prosecution of Silk Road's founder in 2015 left open a billion-dollar question. Where did the money go? Of course not to the victims of this guy's scheme. If it was, I don't remember exactly. We, we, I think this we was, covered Silk Road a little bit, but yeah, this was a, it was some type of an online marketplace, and I mean, they were, it was a black, it was a black market, like they were doing all sorts of illegal stuff, like drugs. Oh, probably kids too. I don't know. That switched over the Wayfair recently, but there's, <laughs> uh, I think they were doing some crazy stuff. I'm, I'm not real sure. Well, if the founder was lived in Oregon, now he should be fine. Maybe he can get out of prison now. I don't know. The seizure, as Bloomberg News reported, removed a big chunk of Bitcoin from the circulation, which likely gave another boost to the price of the digital oh, currency. That's the free Ross thing, isn't it? Yeah. That's what Jeff just yeah. posted. Yeah, that's right. In the past, the government has auctioned off similar seizures, but typically not until months later. When the word of 69,369 Bitcoins... Being removed from the fourth richest wallet in the world first broke, experts were left to scratch their head and offer up their best guesses. 
The movement of these Bitcoins may represent uh, Albright or a Silk Road vendor moving their funds. Tom Robinson, co-founder of Elliptic, uh, wrote in a post before the news broke. However, it seems unlikely that Albright would be able to conduct a Bitcoin transaction from prison. Meanwhile, Bitcoin continues to charge higher, having already doubled so far this year. At last check, the virtual currency was hovering near $15,000, a level not seen since January 2018, which reminds me I'm holding some Bitcoin and it's probably up. Probably up a lot. Yeah. Now, because I got it at around uh, just under 11,000. There's two really interesting things here. One, the government just seized the fourth richest Bitcoin wallet in the world, and they now control a billion dollars worth of Bitcoins. Yeah, that's, that's insane. And I don't know what they're going to do with it. But here's the other crazy thing that happened. They removed it, basically. They've taken it from the market, and people know that, and the price has been skyrocketing. So it's a great supply and demand lesson, and actually this is what would be akin to a stock buyback at that time because oh, yeah. they've, they've removed a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin from the market, and the price of Bitcoin has been shooting up since then because they removed some of the supply and demand is the same. So you've got the same demand for a lower supply of Bitcoin. So the price has been going up. Did it go up, Charlie? That's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. it's going up. And so this is what happens when people do stock buybacks, by the way. Everyone wants to hate on stock buybacks. Stock buybacks are actually pretty good for people who ho who hold stock, not just the, the, the rich people who get that money in the buybacks or get those shares or whatever they're doing. It's good for everyone who owns stock, and it's good for the market overall when they decrease those supplies, in the short term at least, because typically the prices will go up at that time. And so we've just seen that represented. Also now with Bitcoin, I believe for the first time, a major portion of it being removed. And I'm interested to see what they end up doing with their billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. It's yeah, I'm up about 30%. Um, Bitcoin over the last month is up 40%. Yeah. So 10,528 to 15,312, y'all. So that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. If you would have bought back here, um, what was this day? Uh, oh, when the market crashed, March 13th, y'all. March 12th. You'd have bought back then. It was, it was uh, just under $4,000 a coon. Wow. And up to 15,312. So are we going to see it surpass the all-time highs? 20,000 or so, yeah. 19 something. 19,891. Yeah. It's, it could. It's I mean, it broke over that previous resistance pretty easily. Well, it tapped it, came back down, and then just shot over it. So, I mean, there there's some people predicting, you know, greater than $100,000 a coin and even greater than a million dollars a coin. So, who who actually knows? But uh, depends on how much the government removes from the market. I'm just going to go ahead and hold on to what I got. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Uh, it's not, I don't have a whole lot of money. I got, it's, I started with, uh, I just put 200 bucks in there. Yeah. And I've got about almost 240. So that's a good increase. Uh, no, I don't actually have 250, almost 250. That's a good, that's a good gain. Yeah. About a 25% gain. That's not too bad, man. Not bad at I've all. Seen a lot worse. All I right. wish I had 69,000 coins. <laughs> that would be a lot better. I wanted to talk about uh, Wes, one of the guys here in the Patreon group, which you can join by going to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. He left a good comment in the private group. Just maybe make people feel better about what's going on in this election. If you were a, a, a big MAGA hat wearing person or you just overall wanted Trump to win. I did want Trump to win this election out of the two people that were likely to win the election. Uh, but we're going to be fine 
regardless. And as Wes points out here. But before you get to that. Yes. We need to talk about our mental health. Absolutely. We do. Yeah. Especially during this election time. I mean, those of you out there who are literally scared about what's going on. Well, there's someone you can talk to about that. And if you're upset, angry and frustrated, there's no reason to take to the streets for a civil war. You can just talk to someone and uh, they can help you out. They can help you out with anything. I use BetterHelp. And so you should go to BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp. And uh, talk with a counselor. It's it's absolutely fantastic and amazing. I have uh, weekly to bi-weekly sessions, just depending on what's going on. And um, I have a great counselor. Her name's Natalie. And we have conversations. I, I, I think she's somewhere in Texas. So, like, I don't have to go to her office. That'd be a long drive mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. Sh- you know, kind of a long flight even. Um, but my helicopter still being worked on by the so, dealer, by yeah. the, by the dealer. <laughs> yeah. <a>, yeah. <laughs> because Tennessee doesn't pass that yeah. law. Yeah. So yeah. But, uh, <laughs> the, I had a check engine light go off on my, <laughs> on my helicopter, but anyway, no, she's awesome. And uh better help itself is, is awesome. I mean, to have, you know, talk, being able to talk to someone about either problems that are going on or different things. Maybe you have some anxiety or uh, maybe you're feeling depressed. There's all kinds of reasons to feel that way. And you're not wrong for feeling that way. And they, they have ways of helping your mental health and you should not be ashamed of that. So go to betterhelp.com, H-E-L-P.com slash GML. That's the important part. Betterhelp.com slash GML. Get signed up uh, and use, and you can save 10% off your first month by using that code. Uh, betterhelp.com slash GML. So go do that. All right, so let's uh, go over real quick. Charlie's dogs are barking, so he's going to go and check on that real quick. Um, Let's see. I just saw something come across. Judges have tossed Trump campaign challenges in Michigan. So we'll look and see what exactly is going on right there. Uh, So Wes posted in the private group. He said, I've been trying to explain to Republican-leaning friends that Biden winning is a long-term gain for conservatives. If the Senate holds red, spending will go down or at worst stay the same level and probably about the same level of growth, more than likely, uh, which is a good thing. It's better than way more spending for sure. Uh, so if that is what he said, which is a good thing. Also, in an alternative universe, alternate universe where Trump won in 2020, 2024 would be guaranteed Democratic control. In our current reality, Biden is expected to serve at most one term. We all know that, probably just partial of a term. God willing, he serves out the whole thing. We'll see. And if the Dems pull the rug out from under him, or rather when most of the country will be unhappy with the thought of a puppet president giving giving Republicans a possible edge in 2024. Uh, He said he personally valued Senate control over the president this election, mostly because he felt both candidates were big government and big spenders. Biden and the Red Senate and House drawing closer to even might just be the thing that could have happened for conservatives. And he added them, Amash 2024. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that would be uh, too terrible, although I, I, I really felt like I watched Amash go TDS really hard this year. And uh, that bothers me about his internal emotional struggles <laughs> if he was going full TDS. But it, his voting record is amazing. And we had a good conversation about Amash earlier. Yeah. So when it comes to, is this a win for Liberty that Amash is no longer in Congress? Is it better now? Yeah. You know, and his replacement we were looking up, it doesn't seem too too bad. Um, yeah. yeah. But not it's not Amash. No. And so... It, it, that's a little frustrating. And then, you know, he's, he's out there cheering uh, in Michigan that the, that Joe Jorgensen got like 24,000 votes in the margin. 
right now Biden's up by like, I don't know, 10,000 votes or something like that. So assuming those votes would have went to Trump, which you can't assume now those people might not even voted. Mm -hmm. So, and they could have voted for Biden. So who knows? But I, I think it's a, you know, the libertarian party, unfortunately this year looks like a joke. Yeah. An absolute joke. And I'm sure I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm sure Dave Smith roasted. I know I saw on Twitter last night that he was going live on YouTube, but to roast Nick Sarwark <laughs> about yeah. the Libertarian Party and and all that. And, and you know, it, the, the numbers are disappointing for the party, for the Libertarian Party. Um, and, and that's unfortunate because obviously I was a um, I really liked Dr. Joe Jorgensen and Spike Cohen uh, a lot. Um, but as you can see that the most Americans just don't care. Yeah, they don't. Um one thing I was talking about with you earlier and you guys, I'm, I'm still, I'm on the fence about this. I'm just having a very harsh internal struggle right now. I'm, I am falling more along the lines of uh, where Austin Peterson is going right now. After this outcome of this election, I do feel like my efforts uh, were in fact in a complete waste and the only place, because I'm not saying that, well, we should have just all voted for Trump or we should have just all voted for all the Republicans. That's not really what I'm saying. When it comes to these elections, what I really think is important are the primaries and getting more liberty focused candidates in instead of these big government hawkish Republicans that keep getting in. And I do think and people can hate me for it if you want to email me, Charlie, at goodmorningliberty.us. You can hate me if you want to. I do think there is a higher likelihood of achieving more liberty through getting more liberty-minded candidates in the Republican Party into office than this attempt over the next hundred years to get a libertarian elected. Now, on the local levels where it's actually possible, where it's viable, sure. And I'm not gonna I'm not saying I wouldn't vote for the libertarian candidate in the next election, but I really think if you have a political action. It, that you want to try and truly change things, uh, in some ways, I do think that focusing on those primaries, something like what Young Americans for Liberty does. We were talking earlier. Go to yaliberty.org if you actually want to uh, take actionable change in the political process. What they are doing, I think, is is almost 100% correct on what needs to be done to actually change these things and getting basically libertarian people elected as Republicans. I don't care what name is next to them. I don't care if it says Democrat. I don't care if it says socialist. If they have a libertarian voting record, if they vote constitution all the time, they could be a member of the communist party for all I care. If they're voting for the constitution all the time, then that's what I care about. I don't care how they get elected is what I'm saying. Yeah. If I need to run as a socialist to get elected in my district, so I can actually get into office, I think we should all be open-minded about the fact that if I want to get elected where I live, I'm going to need to run as a Democrat. Now, if I had Democrat next to my name, you guys think that I wouldn't be good for liberty when I get in office if I only vote according to the Constitution? I don't think so. So I do think a little bit of this focus on the party and the Libertarian Party. I thought we weren't partisan political hacks here. Right. I don't care who wins. I just want it to, to be good for liberty. So I, I think there's got to be a, a bit of a balance, a line towed here between supporting someone like Dr. Joe when she's on the ballot and giving her the vote, but also focusing on what could actually be possible, which would be doing, I mean, what if, what if Rand Paul was the nominee 
in in 2024. Wouldn't that be better for Liberty than some other person winning? Or, uh, I mean, don't we need to take those steps for the next hundred years towards smaller government? Ted, I mean, good Lord, what if it's Ted Cruz? You're telling me that wouldn't be a better step towards Liberty? That yeah. that wouldn't step us down towards Liberty? I don't know. There's a line that's got to be drawn there, I think. Even somewhere. if you don't like his call for regulations on social media. Yeah, I don't like that. Everything else, he's pretty decent. I know. And now we're having a, a lesser of two evils kind of stuff. But, but not really. I mean, it still goes back to the argument that Ron Paul understood this. And it's the reason why he ran for Libertarian Party in the 80s. And he was like, screw this. I'm going to run as Republican and I'm going to get my liberty stuff in there. And you, you can't argue the fact that Ron Paul single-handedly brought the most amount of people into the liberty movement that we've seen since 1776. All right? Yeah. So you can't... That, that's the, He did it the best way, and that's why I agree with you. Young Americans for Liberty is doing it right. We're looking at viability and electability uh, in, in these districts for these state representatives and where you can affect real change and get things like constitutional carry passed in a state you know, get things like um, uh, some of the zoning and the, and the codes and the different kind of regulations and state licensing repealed that some of these people are doing. I mean, Yao now has over 100 wins. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have real wins. Liberty minded people. Actual wins. Yes. Not just we got a, a point something percent more than four years ago. We got ago. somebody on a ballot. No. Yeah. They no. have actual people winning elections. Yes. And, and that's important. It's, it's made me think about whether or not I want to vote for the Libertarian Party. I was saying that this is my more hardline view and my incentive structure view. I don't really want to incentivize people to run for the Libertarian Party. If there's someone who is liberty-minded, a libertarian, do they have a better chance of winning the election under the Libertarian Party or as run, running as a Republican? They might not. They still might not have a chance as a Republican. But which one do they have a better chance of actually getting elected as? Which one is it? And so I almost feel like my vote for the Libertarian Party is incentivizing people to completely waste their time and money. And I, what Young Americans for Liberty is doing, and they support Republican candidates mostly, you know, Libertarian people hate them for it a lot. Um, what Young Americans for Liberty is doing, I think, is the way to go. And to you, sum it up, it's the Lord's work. It's they're doing the, mm. the Yaman's work over there, man. Yeah. The, the Raman's work is getting done at that place. Therefore, I say the thou the Lord's work in a helicopter. <laughs> I always forget about that. <laughs> so good. Do you want to go through the last one here? Or you want to wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Okay. All right, guys, no, go to you wrap. You wrap it. You up. wrap it up. Go to mastermystonks.com. The market's been a little nuts lately, but we had some really great opportunities uh, today and yesterday still. And if you want to know how to read these charts, uh, how to trade some of the strategies that we have lined out, I just put up another 20-minute long video on the website today. I put up a 30-minute long video yesterday and one before that too. There's well over 200 videos on the website. So if you guys want to start learning how to read the charts, getting into a broker platform, uh, we're even adding in now options and futures and things like that. We're doing day trading. So if you are interested in doing day trading, and you can do some swing trading too, because I hold some some swing trades on yeah. futures. But yeah, go to mastermystonks.com. And if you get real busy like me, there's still ways to play in the market where mm -hmm. you're not necessarily looking at it every single day. And that's uh, that's what I'm doing right now. And uh, my my three stonks that I'm holding, uh, they're going up. Nice. I've had a really good day today, actually. Really good day. I made 457 on the day. 
That's good. And I didn't even make one trade. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. My, uh, I've got in the account where I'm doing options, uh, now up 30, what's it up? 34% for the week so far in that account, the whole account. So, so that's pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, then I actually have another one I'm doing some options in and then I'm up on a futures trade right now too. So you and, got stonks, uh, stonks and stonks. You got, you got futures, you got options. There's all kinds of things to trade in here. Y'all, you got Bitcoin. I'm up in Bitcoin 25%. So they, you have to learn this stuff. There's no, there's no way around it. I mean, and as things get easier and easier, you see a lot more people get involved in the market. Wouldn't you rather be in control and un at least understand, even if you give your money away to a 401k or whatever, and somebody else controls it for you, wouldn't you rather understand what's actually happening? And then, um, you know, you can, you can analyze these things because you understand it. And then even if you don't want a day trade, you could still say, Hey, uh, I see an opportunity here that I want to take advantage of. Um, I was talking to a guy yesterday, his, his dad, uh, bought about $10,000 worth of Apple stock in 1998. And that's you know, pretty good. You know what that's worth right now? A lot. About $6 million. Nice. So, cause but with all the splits, it, it was about 24 cents a share in 1998. Jeez. So and bought $10,000 worth. <laughs> so that's about 40,000 shares. And so, and he's, it's up about, yeah, $6 million. So you can take advantage of those types of opportunities. If you, if you understand how to analyze these things and you can look at price action in the charts, you can do swing trading, day trading. We teach all of those things. So go sign up mastermytrades.com or mastermystonks.com and at least learn. Because uh, you're only as good as you're learning. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna learn y'all today. All right, you're gonna learn today. So mastermytrades.com, and then as Nate mentioned, hit that subscribe button and sign up for the Patreon. Y'all need to put your money where your mouth is, so we can. I mean, we donate to to Young Americans for Liberty every month, so a portion of what you guys give us actually goes directly to Young Americans for Liberty. So you need to be donating to them. We do as well uh, as a company, and it is some of the best money we spend every single month. So sign up patreon.com slash good morning. Liberty as little as five bucks a month. Get in on the live group and you can obviously donate more than that. It's up to you. We have several different tiers, lots of good perks. There's already tons of videos and stuff on there for y'all to get access to as soon as you sign up. So patreon.com slash good morning Liberty, and uh, then share the show with a friend, leave us that rating and review. Uh, we, the numbers, I just looked at them. I can't believe we actually cracked that. So <laughs> um, really, really, uh, impressed and humbled. So thank you all very much for listening every single day of the week when we want to, if you do all that, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning. Liberty. Liberty.